Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, Singapore will lift its remaining COVID-19 restrictions, like requiring a mask on public transport from the 13th of February. Now, this coincides with the adjustment in disease outbreak response from Dorscon yellow to green. The Ministry of Health says that this comes as the global and local pandemic situation is stable and the disease is mild, especially among vaccinated individuals. To discuss us this further, we're joined now by Dr. Alex Cook. He's an associate professor at the NUS Sosri Hawk School of Public Health. He's also the vice dean of research. Dr. Cook, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Great to have you on the show. Now, Dr. Cook, we've got to put this in perspective. We are coming on the back of three years of restrictions in various forms. I mean, I remember when Dorskin Orange was first announced, we're now going in to Dorskin Green. I mean, this is a significant milestone, isn't it? It is, but I think that the changes, honestly, they're probably more symbolic than actually practical. Um, if, if you look over the, the last year or the year and a half, all of the COVID waves that we've had from Delta through to the first Omicron wave and the subsequent Omicron waves, in between each one of those waves, there's always been some kind of substantial changes, uh, substantial relaxation of the measures that we've had in place. And that's part of the reason why we then would see another wave emerging out of that. Um, but if you look at, at what the government's announced for the from next week onwards, um, actually the change from, from this week to next week is actually is quite minimal. Um, the main thing is really about mask wearing in that one specific setting that most of us spend maybe an hour a day in public transport at most. And so you know, that out of all the other exposure over the course of the day means that I don't think that we need to be especially worried that now we're going to start suddenly seeing like large numbers of COVID cases as a result of the relaxation of mask wearing. And most of the other changes that are being uh, implemented, such as the shelving of face together and safe entry, I you know, hadn't really been aware that they were still active because it's been some time since you know, we last used them. Um, so I, I really, I think that we can probably relax quite a bit about what the, this this change grew from yellow to the Dorscon green. Okay, and that's yeah. some of the changes that we're seeing happening on the island. We've got to talk about the other changes that we're seeing happen coming into the island because it was also announced that from Monday, travellers who are not fully vaccinated against COVID-19 will no longer need to show proof of a negative pre-departure test before entering Singapore. There'll also be no need to show proof of vaccination before arrival here. On the back of your comments on concerns that there may be a possible wave, are, is that something that we should be concerned about? Or Again, I think that we probably don't need to have too much concern about that. Actually, the reason why we've been requiring vaccination um, for incoming travelers or to have done the test if they're not vaccinated, is not to stop from importing infection. Um, yeah. And we know that because we get a lot of breakthrough infections amongst people who are vaccinated. Most of the people who are, who've been infected over the last year have been vaccinated and often boosted as well. Um, rather, the reason why we're, we've been imposing this has been because we want to protect our hospitals from unvaccinated people who are much greater risk of hospitalization. Last time when we, we were under some, some constraints in our hospitals, then that became a really important thing to do. Now, the number of people who are in hospital with COVID is, is, is really quite low, it's less than 100. And so even if we now have people coming into the country who are unvaccinated and are infected and are at high risk because they're, they're old, for example, um, they're not gonna impose that much of a burden to the healthcare system. On top of that, 
by now, most people in the world have kind of, even if they're not vaccinated, they have a kind of like an organic vaccine because they've been infected already because most people globally have been infected. And that means then that we're now having cases predominantly in people who've got some form of protection against the severe disease, which is what we've been most worried about over, over the last few years. And, and that said, you know, it's been a while since we've seen a new variant of concern. Should we see a new variant? Do you think we will return to the measures that we have had in place for the last three years? I hope not. Uh, the, um, the virus, I mean, it's mutating like all viruses. It continues to mutate. Um, and the suspicion is it's going to become a lot like how influenza um, kind of coexists co with, with the human population. Um, it drifts away over time from what our population has a collective immunity too. And that means that we get new waves of, of influenza happening. And the same thing we can expect with COVID. Um, in, in the case of, of influenza, that's like in cold countries, there's like an annual outbreak in the winter. In Singapore, it's a bit more erratic because we're on the equator. But nevertheless, you would expect that a similar kind of pattern will emerge with, with COVID. So we, we would expect that we will have future waves of COVID. Um, I think it would be extremely surprising if that doesn't happen. Um, but as I was as I was mentioning in the, with the case of uh, vaccination, um, the difference between these past waves and what we would expect future waves of new variants to be like is that when we went through that Delta wave or the first Omicron wave, most people that were getting infected had never been infected before, the vast mm -hmm. majority of them. Um, and so for them, although they had some protection for the most part from their vaccine, um, still they would get, you expect it to be a more severe infection. Whereas now we're getting repeat infections. Most people have been infected before and when they get infected over the, the, the months and years ahead, um, then it should be for most people a milder infection than, than the first time around. And that's what the ministry has said that they're asking for people over the age of five to have the minimum vaccine requirement. That's uh, three vaccine for the mRNA vaccinations um, and for the older more or more vulnerable groups for them to go and have boosters. And this, as you mentioned, could become an annual, like getting your annual flu shot. I hope it will be. And uh, with when it comes to the flu vaccine as well, that actually we do have a much better adherence to flu vaccination rates than what we um, have traditionally had. And that's one of the, one of what I think might be one of the plus points coming out of COVID is that more people have become to having adult vaccination against COVID and hopefully can translate that onto other diseases of, of concern like influenza. So what would you say to those who are still concerned about the virus when it comes to public spaces? What are some perhaps hygiene measures that we can observe on a day-to-day -day basis that are now should be part of our daily life? So if you think about, uh, about masking, at present it is not required in most places and yet when you go out, yes, you see a lot of people are still wearing a mask. Um, so yes, I think that I hope that mask wearing continues to be practiced, even when it's not actually compulsory anymore, in particular with people who are feeling unwell. Um, and that's something that, that Japan has always done quite well, for example, in the flu season in Japan, a lot of people will wear a mask because they're ill and they don't want to pass it on to other people. Uh, and that, that's one thing that I really, really hope that even beyond COVID, that we still continue to, to wear masks when we're sick. Other things like, of course, yeah, we should be washing our hands regularly and so on. Um, and continuing to take advantage of, of the vaccination when it becomes available to get another booster round. Uh, if it's free, you may as well go and get it.
That's right. Well, Dr. Cook, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. We've been speaking with Dr. Alex Cook, Associate Professor at the NUS Sauce Hawk School of Public Health, where he is also the Vice Dean of Research. You are listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.